Welcome to Pivotal Decisions Podcast, where we know that you make your decisions and your decisions make you. I'm your host, Stan Paris, and I'm grateful that you're listening to the podcast. And if you enjoy the podcast, be sure and share it with your friends and let them know about Pivotal Decisions. We live in a time of skepticism. And for good reason. Anyone can put something on social media and declare that it is true. Governmental leaders can say just about anything, whether it's true or not, and there's little accountability. Pictures can be altered to make them look real. And now, with the rise of artificial intelligence, it is even more difficult to discern what is real or fake. So with that as our backdrop on this edition of the Pivotal Decisions podcast, I want to try and answer this question. How do we know the Bible is true? Why should I trust the Bible? What this question is getting at is what will have authority over my life. This is why the debate over the nature of the Bible is so crucial. If it is only the word of man, if it is just made-up stories, it is unreliable and of no use. But if the Bible is the word of God, and God has spoken to us through the Bible, then it must have authority over my life. It must have complete authority over life and every truth claim that we encounter in this world must be filtered through the Bible. If God has spoken in the Bible, then what he says must have the final claim over my life. The fact is that the Bible makes the claim that it is the Word of God, that it is truth. The Reformers called this thought sola scriptura. Sola scriptura simply means that all truth necessary for our salvation and spiritual life is taught either explicitly or implicitly in Scripture, meaning the Bible is our highest authority on all matters of life. In the New Testament Scripture, in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17, the Bible says this, that all Scripture is breathed out by God and is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. The Bible says there that all Scripture is God-breathed. This is the claim that the Bible makes. God breathed is a word in the Greek language. It's the word theonoustos. Theo meaning God, noustos meaning breathed. The Bible is God breathed. What does that mean? Some talk about the scripture as being inspired. I am not talking about an inspiring writer writing an inspiring book or I'm not talking about 
uh, an artist that paints a beautiful picture and it in some way inspires you. We're talking about God has inspired the Bible, meaning it is God-breathed. The Bible is saying that God's word is God's very breath. It is not just a good idea. It is God's word to us. And as a result of that, the psalmist said in Psalm 119, he says to God that all of your commands can be trusted. In other words, everything in the Bible can be trusted as true because it comes from God. Now, it's one thing to make this claim that the Bible is true. It is another thing for it to actually be true. What evidence is there that Scripture is reliable? Richard Dawkins, the author of the book, The God Delusion, said this about the Bible. The Bible is a terrible moral compass. If you think about it, of course, you can cherry-pick the verses that you like, which means the verses that happen to coincide with our modern secular consensus. But then you need to have a rationale for leaving out the ones that say stone people to death if they break the Sabbath or if they commit adultery. It's an appalling moral compass. Is the Bible an appalling moral compass? This is a big stumbling block for many. Most people would say that they know there are many great stories and sayings in the Bible, but you can't take it literally. What they mean is that the Bible is not entirely trustworthy because some parts they claim are scientifically impossible or historically inaccurate, or certainly they would say that it's just out of date. Many critics argue today that the Bible is a collection of legends and stories that in many cases were built off of mythologies of other cultures. The two most popular examples that they cite are the biblical account of creation and the story of Noah and the great flood. These stories appear in other ancient writings, and critics say that the biblical writers use them as a guide for the stories that appear in the Bible. And so with all of these questions that surround the Bible, and with the mounting pressure that says, if you believe the Bible, you are ignorant or hate-filled or both, why can we trust the Bible? On this edition of the Pivotal Decisions podcast, let me give you some reasons why you can trust the Bible. Number one, the Bible is historically accurate. For centuries, critics have attacked the historical accuracy of the Bible. Many critics, it's well documented, claim that writing was unknown in the ancient Near East at the time of Moses, and therefore Moses could not have possibly written the first five books of the Bible. Now we know from archaeology that people in the ancient Near East could read and write back to 3000 B.C. For years, the claim was made that the Ur, the city of Ur of the Chaldeans, where Abraham is from, never existed. Until 1922, when archaeologists dug up the evidence of 
the Ur, the city of Ur of the Chaldeans. For years, some said that Sodom and Gomorrah were never green and lush as the Bible described it until an archaeologist discovered that it was green and lush and highly populated around 2000 B.C., just as the Bible describes. I could go on and on with many more examples, but the point I'm trying to make to you is that the historical accuracy of the Bible has been proven over and over. Therefore, I can trust the Bible because it is historically accurate. Number two, the Bible is scientifically accurate. Many believe, falsely believe, that with the advances in science and technology, the Bible is old-fashioned and out-of-date and proven to be incorrect. Yet the Bible presents the most realistic understanding of the universe and our existence than any idea that is out there. In fact, I have a much easier time believing that somewhat a higher power produced everything, created everything, rather than nothing produced everything. Now, the Bible, let's be clear, this is important for you to understand, that the Bible is not a science book. It is not to be read as a science book, but it is truthful in the science that it gives, more so than most people understand. Let's talk about the water cycle. You should have learned this in elementary school. There are three major phases in the water cycle. There is evaporation, then condensation, and the third part of the cycle is precipitation. And that's how the water cycle goes. Clouds move over the land. They drop water through precipitation. The, the water runs into the creeks. The creeks run into the streams. The streams run into the rivers. The rivers run into the sea. And the cloud pulls up the water from the sea, takes it back over the land, and drops it again, and starting the whole process over. That is the water cycle. It's important to see that this complex cycle is described in the oldest book in the Bible and one of the oldest writings in literature. In Job 36, the oldest book of the Bible, in verses 27 and 28, the Bible says that God draws up the drops of water. They distill his mist in rain, which the skies pour down and drop on mankind abundantly. There in the oldest book of the Bible, thousands of years before the water cycle was understood in science, the Bible describes for us accurately the water cycle. Job also tells us another bit of important information when it comes to science. In this oldest book of the Bible, Job 26 verse 7 says, that God stretches out the north over the void and hangs the earth on nothing. God hangs the earth on nothing. The oldest book in the Bible says that the earth is round and it's turning on an axis suspended in space. The earth hangs on nothing. And yet until the 1500s, 
scientists believed the earth was flat and that it did not move. The point being that not only is the Bible historically accurate, but it's also scientifically accurate in the science that it gives. It is not a science book. It is not to be read as a science book, but in the science that it gives, it is scientifically accurate. Here's number three. Why can we trust the Bible on this episode of Pivotal Decisions? Number three, the Bible is prophetically true. The Bible is filled with literally thousands and thousands of prophecies where God says, this is going to happen at such a such a time and in such and such a way. Over all the centuries, thousands of these prophecies have already been fulfilled. Every one of them exactly as God said they would be. And some of them are still yet to be fulfilled. We are looking forward to those fulfillment of those prophecies. There are over 300 prophecies in the Bible about Jesus, the Messiah, up to a 1,000 years before he was born on the earth. And over a 1,000-year period, 300 prophecies said things like, this is when he'll be born. This is where he'll be born. This is how he'll be born. You can't control that if you're trying to make yourself the Messiah. You didn't choose where you were born. This is how he'll die, the manner he'll die, what he'll die from. Over 300 prophecies. What are the odds of me making 300 predictions about you and every one of them coming true? Well, the odds are so astronomical, you couldn't write that number down. It takes more faith to believe it was all just a coincidence than to believe that God planned it. Some will say that Jesus was a very intelligent person. So he just read the Old Testament and made sure he did what the prophecies said. So I guess it is possible that Jesus went to Pilate and said, Hey, would you strip me, beat me, spit on me, and crucify me so I could fulfill the Old Testament prophecies? Or I guess it could have happened that while Jesus was hanging on the cross, dying, that he said to the soldiers, hey, guys, would you gamble for my clothes so that I could fulfill the Old Testament prophecy? I guess that's possible, but I don't believe it. It would take a lot of faith to believe that. And so the Bible is historically true. The Bible is scientifically accurate, and the Bible is prophetically true. But now number four, and this is where I believe the real problem lies with the Bible, and this is why the majority of people reject the Bible. It is not so much that people reject the Bible because it is historically inaccurate or scientifically inaccurate, because the fact is most people don't even know those kinds of details. The real reason why people reject the Bible as truth is because of number four. The real reason, number four, is because the Bible is culturally true. Now, what do I mean by that? People will say, I reject the Bible because it's not not because it's historically or scientifically inaccurate. They don't even know that. The real reason they reject the Bible is because they don't agree with what the Bible says. And they are unwilling 
to come under its authority. In fact, on the next episode of Pivotal Decisions, I will talk about this. I will talk about the real reason why people reject the Bible. The Bible makes the claim that it's the Word of God. And if that is true, you must come under the authority of God's Word. And the reality is people don't want to do that. People want to live their life their way. And so they try to find all kinds of reasons to say that the Bible is not true. I hope you believe that the Bible is breathed out of the heart of God. And I hope that you have come under the authority of God's Word, because if you don't, then you're basically making it in life based on your own opinions. You are setting yourself up as the authority. And that's what has happened in our culture today. People have set themselves up as the authority. And let me ask you today, how's that working out? As you look at the world and what is happening in the world, let me ask you, how's that working out for people to set themselves up as the authority over life? So why can I trust the Bible? Because the Bible is historically true. The Bible is scientifically accurate. The Bible is prophetically true. And the Bible is culturally true. Next time on Pivotal Decisions, I'll talk about the real reason why people reject the Bible in much more detail. Well, thank you for joining me today on this edition of the Pivotal Decisions podcast. And you remember, the choices you make today will determine your tomorrow.